Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. McCabe Show. I am your host, Dr. McCabe Maureen, and the date is February the 6th of 2022. Again, the date is February 6th, 2022. Before I go any further, today is a very, very special day for me because I don't know if he's listening, but four score and many years ago, my little brother was born. So happy birthday to him. I call him my little big brother. And to all the Aquariuses out there, if this is your born day, happy birthday to you. And if it's not, happy season to you. We have a very special, special show today that I was inspired by the Holy Spirits and ancestors to do. And so this is just not going to be a one-time hit. We're going to talk about this for a few shows. But I wanted to introduce the show a particular kind of way with people who had expertise in it. And interestingly, as interestingly, as I was going through the statistics today to prepare for the show, I found some interesting facts. I, we have um, two special guests and we have a co-host. I'm going to introduce them in just a second. So you all know, for those of you who did not see the flyer, the show today is about suicide and suicide prevention. We're going to talk about suicide prevention with things that have worked ever since man has existed because certainly stress and change is nothing new to the planet and it's nothing new to humankind. But the ability to be able to deal with it and manage it and to be able to see that no matter what happens, just as we have seasons and we have 24 hours in a day and in most of the northern hemisphere, you're going to have so many hours of light and so many hours of dark. But we know that when that consciousness is stuck in a really dark place and the person um, has vibrating to a really low level for a moment in time for too long, that those thoughts 
can come into your head and it may seem as if there may never be a day and the sun may never rise again, but that's just not the case. So we needed to go ahead on and open up the mic and put some professionals on the line and also some people with experience on the line to have this discussion. So if you are listening and you want to add to the conversation, after the two guests speak, I will give you that opportunity, and the only thing you have to do is press 1. Before we go any further, I wanted to um, read a quick article, and then we're going to introduce our guest. Very interestingly, um, suicide rates actually dropped during the pandemic. They did not increase. That is the overall statistic. The overall statistic is that suicide rates actually dropped. Now, this is what's interesting. They only dropped in one group, which was the group who had the highest suicide rates prior to the pandemic. But all the other groups, and particularly with males, increased, okay? So the suicide rates, just briefly, they dropped amongst um, Caucasians. Okay, I want to go into the the article more. And the rates did not go down. They did not drop among young adults. These are the people most at risk during the pandemic. They did not drop amongst blacks. They did not drop amongst Latinos. And they did not drop amongst Native American men. So every group of color has been at severe risk during the pandemic and all young people. Um, if all young people, male and female, and males of color, be they black, Latino, Native American, all right? The group that it significantly dropped in, which I found very interesting, were those over a certain age in the um, Caucasian race. So I found this very interesting, and it's due to a number of factors. One of the things that suicide increased the most in were children. Children's suicide attempts have increased during COVID-19 pandemic. So that is of the most concern. I'm just going to read this right quick. It says that researchers analyzed data of 830 children aged between 15 um, or younger with suicide attempt history who were um, admitted into the pediatric ER between January 2010 and April 2021, and it showed an um, increase of children in those age groups. Because so I'm going to go more into the article a little bit later. So we have two very special people on the line today who are going to add to this conversation. And I very strategically chose the guest for today. Just the fact that suicide has increased among youth, and particularly those in between the ages of 15 and 25, is very, very disturbing. Um, amongst women, it has decreased. Amongst men of color, it has increased. So let's talk about some time-aging old techniques that can get a person out of that red area when they feel like the sun may not rise again and the only option is for them to take their life. Now, interestingly enough, this was something that came to my mind to do. And then in the media of the last month, we have had a few celebrities who have committed suicide. And the two most highlighted ones have been Regina King's son, who had just made 30, 
and um, the former Miss America of 2019, and both of these people were um, black, okay? They identified as they, they were black people. So that goes to the statistics because they were both in that age group of what's considered young, and they were both black, and the only difference with her is that she was um it was a female instead of a male. So we're going to just get straight into this. I'm, I'm not going to lollygag, and I may not even go to a commercial today because this is too important of a subject, and you don't know who's listening. And I want to say I just love, love, love everyone for growing this podcast. We are on every medium that plays music. So you know that within 48 to 72 hours after the podcast, you can always go to Spotify, you can go to Apple, you can go to anything that plays music, and you can hear the Dr. McCabe show. I want to thank the loyal listenership because you are the one who are blowing it up and showing for holistic healing remedies and things that have worked for mankind to be redefined so we can relearn them things and have more power over our life and our health. I want to introduce our first guest is from St. Louis. And um, we have two guests on the line, one from Chicago and one from St. Louis. I'm going to do her first only because this is her first time, and our Chicago guest is a mental health um, professional, and we're going to do her second. So um, Ms. Coy from St. Louis is on the line. I want to introduce her. Um, She's someone that I actually knew (laughs) Um, from many years ago, we never really had the chance to get it, but I've always admired her, Ms. Um, Coy Nicole. Um, our children played football together many seasons ago, and I believe that's how we initially met. And then we remained social media friends, and we've had a couple of conversations. And she has a wonderful book out that I just thought was very, very powerful, and I want her to tell you all about. But being a mother, being someone who's been married, being someone, um, a woman of color, and also a professional, I felt that she can add much to this conversation um, that's much needed. So, Ms. Coy Nicole, are you there? I am. How are you doing today, McCabe? I am absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, you said Coy Nicole. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wanted to make sure I pronounced it. So I want you to introduce yourself. And then I'm going to introduce our next guest because I think that someone could give their self a, a much better quick bio than what I could give it. And I want to do you justice because you're such a great personality and woman. So please, introduce yourself. Well, thank you so much, McKeever. I appreciate that. Uh, my name is Corey Nicole. I'm an author of the book called The Phoenix Awakens. And I'm an intuitive coach and I'm a speaker and I love to sing. Here's <laughs> a little bit about myself. Uh, My book is a poetic empowerment book. It goes from crying and bleeding of heart to rising and collecting the ashes and soaring. And it is a book about my journey. But more than that, what I desired to happen in the book was if whoever reads it, like, I want you to feel like I'm holding your hand and I'm with you because I definitely understand that process. So that's a little bit about me. That is really, really awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that, that's just perfect. So we're going to go, we're going to get deep and heavy into this. And I've been doing this show a, a while. And when we get deep into these conversations, the 
the time just goes very, very quickly. So I want to introduce my second guest, and then after that what I'm going to do is go to and play a clip instead of doing a commercial because that's when I want to be able to go around the roundtable and get your feedback and your position and what you can add to the conversation. And also I believe our co-host from Israel may be on the line. I'm not sure. So our second guest of today is also um, – a health professional, a fantastic mother, a, a globe trotter, literally, and also a very good dear friend of mine and can add quite a bit of wealth to the conversation as she herself is actually a professional in the mental health um, industry. And the second guest is Miss Melanie Fitch. Melanie, are you there? I am. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on there. You are very welcome. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> so can you do the same thing and give the introduction to yourself and let everybody know what it is your degree is in, what it is um, you do, and just kind of introduce yourself as well? Um, sure. Uh, my name is Melanie Fitch. I'm a – I am a uh, – <laughs> look, I'm – I'm a um, social worker. I have my bachelor's degree in holistic social work, and um, I am currently completing the master's level uh, in holistic social work. My my main focus is creating balance between the mind, body, and uh, spirit or energy and our environment to increase people's wellness through harmony in all these different areas. I work with people who have disabilities, mental and sometimes some slight physical disabilities, behavioral. I also work with youth counseling and um, very happy to be here, particularly for this, for this topic. So thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome. So as you all can see, I have two extremely dynamic, well-versed women on the line, um, very exceptional in every way. With that, I want to go ahead on and play this clip, and I want to give credit to Valerie Denise Jones, the great Valerie D. Denise Jones, who um, is the media mogul herself, um, pulled up this clip. And this clip is from the former Miss USA 2019, Chelsea Chris. So shortly before she allegedly jumped out of the window in New York last week, and I say allegedly because they're still um, investigating it, um, she mm-hmm. actually interviews with some other celebrities about mental health. The clip is about four minutes. I want everyone to listen very carefully because one thing I have found out, you know, after being here a few decades on this planet and being blessed to have lived in a few <laughs> – more than two or three different cultures, literally, and um, having children that I birthed and children that I inherited. I have found out a lot of times when people are their most critical point, we become so common with each other that we don't hear, we don't listen. And that is one of the most critical skills to have in helping somebody. And I understand if you see them every day or if you're at work and they say something a little off, you might just pass it by. But statistically, before people commit suicide, they verbally say things 
and they that are red flags that are out of the normal. So one of the things in the prevention, and particularly where you can really control it at, and that's with your own children, and that's with your own the um, your own circle of whoever that is, is for us to just. You know, I always talk about being conscious. What is it to be conscious that we just live and we're just void of things? And since statistically almost everyone gives some type of indication verbally before they commit suicide, what the, and they usually do it to people whom they're familiar with, what that means is that we have to become more conscious as a society in being able to listen and we hear something or we feel something that's a little bit off, more than likely it is off. So I just wanted to add that little tidbit. So I want to go straight into this because it's already 6.15. Let's go ahead on and play this clip. And, again, this is a clip. Um, who um, Chelsea, I don't know if she's interviewing or she's being interviewed um, with some celebrities about mental health shortly before her death. So we're going to go into this clip and then we're going to comment on it. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Fantastic, kind, generous. She was just one of those rare people that had a heart for people. That's Chesley's grandfather, Gary Simpkins, remembering her with his first statement since her tragic death. To be extinguished so fast is just devastating. And you know that the only way you'll ever see them again is when you yourself pass away. We remember Chesley as funny and, as so many have said, a beacon of light. Great. Good. One of Chesley's mentors, Gail King, poured out her heart online in this new essay for Oprah Daily. There was something so special about that sparkle of a girl. Just in December, we sat down and had, had lunch together, and we said, isn't this great, right before the holidays, isn't this great? After the first of the year, instead of Zoom, we can now start meeting in person. And we were very excited about that. I just genuinely, genuinely 
liked her, and cared about her. Gail's CBS Mornings co-host, our former colleague Nate Burleson, also checked in. We were just looking at some old footage of you and Chesley in New York <laughs> shooting promos together, and it's just, it's funny, it's light, it's, it's just, a, it's a great sort of peek into the relationship that you had with her. She would walk into the room, and she'd be on 10. You know, it's, it's almost like she was floating in. I'm going to miss that girl. I really am. Hey, y'all, I do a lot to make sure that I maintain my mental health. Though by all accounts, she seemed so in control, she did share some of her struggles, writing in Allure magazine in an essay last year. Turning 30 feels like a cold reminder that I'm running out of time to matter in society's eyes, and it's infuriating. And she had spoken with so many about their battles. Gabrielle, you've been so open and honest about, you know, some of the challenges you've had, your mental health, even suicidal thoughts. Chesley spoke with Gabrielle and her husband, Dwayne Wade, just last year. What do you say to someone at home who is feeling hopeless and just needs some encouragement? Take a lot more joy in the journey, but also therapy. Get it and, and have no shame about it. She talked with Mary J. Blige about the revelations that she made in her documentary, My Life. Most of the times I was just depressed and didn't want to live. You really went deep into mental health, which previously had a really big stigma around it, especially in the black community. I had to show people where all this pain came from that was in the My Life album in the first place. And Taraji P. Henson shared her story about having suicidal thoughts in quarantine. I started having thoughts about ending it. Can you tell us how you were able to escape and how you stay positive now? Well, you know, you take each moment. It's not like I wake up every day and I'm happy, but thank God I'm in therapy. I can now identify when I'm about to start the tip down. In 2020, Chesley spoke to the online edition of the collegiate newspaper, The Hilltop, for Mental Health Awareness Month. I try to set very clear boundaries. So even though I'm at home and I've got my computer and my phone with me, I'm done answering emails at 6 o'clock, and that helps me a lot. The then Miss Teen Universe DC, Madison Pina, now a junior journalism major at Howard University, appeared with Chesley. I want to make sure that... Mental health is not frowned upon, but it is understood by students and teachers alike. And Madison, with me now, after you appeared with Chesley, did you form some kind of follow-up relationship with her? Yes, actually. It was so amazing to have her reach out for her to take that time and speak with me. It's really incredible to see that she was willing to respond. I have to imagine this left you devastated, stunned, and shocked like the rest of us. Um, How are you feeling right now? I will admit I had a complete and utter breakdown yesterday. Just hearing what happened as someone who really advocates for mental health, I just couldn't imagine what she was possibly going through it, and I'm just so saddened by this. If you are struggling and need help, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800 273 8255. Okay. If you want more extra, hit the subscribe button and the bell so you'll never. Okay. So those were the clips. So that was a various clips, but we were able to hear her voice and we were able to hear the things that she said. And a short time later, um, she has not just committed suicide, but jumped off a very tall building. In, um, in Manhattan, in the middle of New York. So I just want to go around the round table 
And for you to tell me um, what what do you think overall you can comment on, um, you know, she was in the limelight. She was just, as a matter of fact, I remember when she was Miss USA because that was the first year that across the board every single um the, the highest titles were all black women. It was Miss USA, it was Miss Teen, it was Miss America, and it was Miss World. So I can rem- remember that, and that was right before COVID. But, you know, it's, it's interesting that she was speaking on the subject here or there and highlighting it and um, actually committed it herself within a short period left. So let's go to um, the health professional first, and then it's Melanie and then Coy. Then if um, Daryl's on the line, I would like him to comment next. So, Melanie, please give us your thoughts on this. And if you're on okay. speaker, if anyone's on speaker, if they can please take it off. Okay, yeah. Um, it's so tragic. It's so, 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 so tragic. Um, when 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 someone has suicidal thoughts, whether they're a young person or older, but it it it's showing that they've lost faith. They've lost the vision of a future. And whatever it is that they've experienced, it's they, they cannot see getting past that. And it's bad enough when it's uh, an adult, an older adult, but when there's someone who is very young, and we were talking about youth at one point, young people, children, and adolescents, and when it's someone that age, it, you have to wonder what is it that would make them not be able to um, see it's so bad that they just can't see living past it. And, you know, I think that one of the, because first of all, from the time that they're born, from the time our children are born, they look into our eyes. And whatever they see there determines how they're going to view themselves. Now, once they begin to grow older, if you change the way you're perceiving them or if you're not engaging them in the same way, or as they even become older children and they go out into the world, they get messages from other places. But still, that first message comes from us. So it's only an outside influence that comes in and begins to tell them that you really are not as valuable. And I'm speaking about healthy relationships now. You're really not valuable. You really don't, you know, whatever it is that you think or believe about yourself, that is not true. That's not the case. And Unfortunately, we've turned over, many people have turned over the raising and nurturing of their children to outside influences, to their cell phones, to their devices, to uh, computers. Unfortunately, sometimes people have had to, out of necessity, uh, turn their children over to other caregivers because we, they have bills to pay. They have to send the children to, care, to a daycare. So that's a person who's taking care of them physically. But sometimes uh, they may or may not nurture them uh, emotionally or mentally or spiritually the way that we might like. But it's a step back from when they were born. And as as they move into their older childhood and they go on into school and, and a device cannot teach compassion and empathy. You can't get that from a program. So we've got, you know, children out there that are doing things to one another that 
that caused this 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 anguish. You know, there's such there's um I mean, you know, children have always been children can be, you know, but they can be mean, they can be unkind, they can be cruel. We we've all experienced bullying to some degree, but now it's not a matter of you experience something outside and then you go home and then it's over. Now it follows them home. It follows them home. It's on the computer. And uh, even a, even an adult, because recently I think we were talking earlier about two young adults who the young lady you were just talking about and a young man who committed suicide. But it's like now it's young adults. Your Your life is in the media. If you're famous or if you have a famous parent or something like that, your life is in the media. So it's I just can't imagine the pressure that they feel, that, that people like that feel or that children feel, because if adults find it hard to deal with, imagine how youth feel when today is forever for, for a child, a year is forever in the life of a teenager, a year to have to be in an environment that is hostile to them. It feels like forever, and, and it follows them home on the Internet, on their cell phones, and, and it goes way beyond just the circle of friends. So it's um, – it's and during uh, COVID, when everyone was – you know, when everyone was, was on lockdown, um, I would – I would think because there was, there was more – you said that the, um, that the uh, rates went down. Amongst yeah, the they overall went, they rate they stayed the same. No, the overall else. rate. Yeah, the overall rate for suicide went down mm-hmm. during the pandemic, and I have a theory of why. But it it did not decrease for men of color. It it, incre- it mm-hmm. increased for women of color, but not for men. And the only population that it increased in were people thirty and under. It increased in those yeah. areas. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because, mm-hmm. you know, it was bad enough before. And then once COVID happened and the only way that people were communicating was online, um, I'm not surprised at all. And the minds the minds of youth are, are very malleable. So it, exactly. it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much sometimes. And if they don't have that, that's why it's really important to the young people in, in, in our lives. We have to guide them toward real-world relationships. Begin to, we have to begin to, to guide them toward real-world relationships. Uh, devices are fine to a degree. They're here to stay. But um, sometimes, you know, it, I, would, I, would, I would advise everyone that has children or youth to spend time engaging your child in uh, in activities that you all can do together and bond in the real world. Do some things together that don't involve not watching a movie, not watching TV, uh, or playing a game. Actually, either going out into nature or taking a course or uh, doing something, doing something, reading something, and then reading an article and then discussing it, something that's interesting to them, do yeah. anything that's in the real world, you know? Right. Because that's you what helps to mm-hmm. – that, I think that is such a, 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 a valid point. And as I'm reading, because you have a lot going on at one time in statistics, um, 
don't necessarily lie if they do the statistics right. I was going to say statistics don't lie, but they don't always do the statistics right. But I can see that how this would be very, very true, um, particularly in a time when um, the interactive games and things that we did as children don't exist. It's a very alarming rate of suicide between males between 12 Mm -hmm. and 22. And this is a good time to bring um, Miss um, Coy Nicole on because I know that you have a son um, as myself. And the rates, as I'm reading these rates, Melanie, can can you just um, mute your mic for a second? I'm getting a lot of feedback. Um, The the rates are one to four with the four being boys. So this is very, very alarming, and I can see how that can happen because although everyone was in the home, Melanie, you put up such a good point, and your point was it is not human to not have human interaction. These studies were done, um, and I'm going to go to Coy Nicole. Years ago, um, I studied about when I was doing my master's about sudden uh, infant death syndrome, and it's something that virtually is non-existent in most nursing babies virtually non-existent. And the conclusion of many of the studies that it comes from the lack of sufficient human contact. I mean, it was much deeper than that, but there is an energetic connection that is very needed. So when you think about it, and we're in the age, well, good grief, they done came up with NFTs. We're in the age of so much not interactive family stuff. Everyone is on their phone, and these children have been raised like this. I mean, you could get a two-year-old that's probably a lot more savvy than people in my age group with anything that has to do with the computer. And so we're seeing the after effects of that because if that is what's raising your child and they're not having that human reaction and they already have a limited life experience, they are in a serious trouble when the world takes a deep dynamic change, which is what's happening. What's happening in our lifetime has not happened in our parents' or our grandparents' lifetime. And so the benefit of being older is that we've already gone through trauma, we've already gone through this, and we've already gone through this. So I can see why it decreased in a certain group. But for these youth, it's very disturbing to see that the rates between 12 and 22, especially with males of color, are the most at risk. And with that being said, I want to um, reintroduce Ms. Coy Nicole. And um, we did not mention the degrees that you have, so please let us know about that. And I know you have one son. I don't know how many other children, but our kids play football together. So this is perfect for you to segue into the conversation now. Are you there? I am here. I am here, absolutely. So, um I have a bachelor's degree in corporate communication and a master's in communication with an emphasis on training and development. And so um, our our boys did play football together, but I have four sons and one daughter. So when I look at the statistics that you shared about between 12 and 22, it definitely makes me want to go home and give some hugs and have some conversations. Um, but what, And my observation of even my sons, I can see where these numbers may come from. You know, sometimes our guys are not as emotionally um, available or able to even communicate their feelings, and even among each other, instead of them being able to communicate their feelings, they're in kind of like a low-grade competition 
where really it causes an isolation of self unless we come to our kids and pull it out of them. So I can definitely see it. And then as they play games, they're even more isolated. Um, as we look on social media, the likes are their new um, ways to uh, get satisfaction instead of actually knowing someone, having someone to pat them on the back because they really did something good, not just post a picture or a quirky thing. So those little spikes um, of excitement uh, keep them there, but they really can't sustain them. So I, I can really see the isolation along with the little bitty drips of excitement that kind of keep them there, that may keep them feeling like they're still alone. Stella, you know, could. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't know you, you had four sons. I have I have three sons. All together I have five sons, those which came mm-hmm. out of me with and I can also see the correlation and how this could affect males and particularly um black males much more. Yeah. Um particularly during those years of them becoming men. It's so much psychological pressure from the world, even before before this, you know, mm-hmm. even before this, to prove your manhood. And I hear the word toxic masculinity, and I do not believe in that because I believe they're trying to get rid of masculinity, which is even worse for men of color who have mad testosterone and are God's gift to the planet, That, but it's not supported in any way. And that's the only reason I mention that. It's like the nerve of you to say masculinity is toxic. No, it's not. Um, but it's not supporting the natural male nature. And as someone who has raised five sons, I very much know what yeah. I'm talking about. I was just talking to mm-hmm. Melanie earlier today, and we were laughing about when our children were younger and some very evident differences when they were children. And they were not coached to be that. They were not. They were that because of the gender they were born into. And there's a natural makeup that comes with that. And it really adds pressure with this natural competition thing that um, young males have, and particularly in the society we're seeing today. And you just get more and more behind. The picture now is all dictated by media. Social and media has taken huge change. So I can definitely see that. Um, I want to know if Daryl is on the line. Daryl, if you're on the line. Please press one and unmute yourself. I want to go ahead on and segue my co-host Daryl if he's on. Are you on? Yes, I'm here. How's everybody okay. doing? Excellent. Hi, Daryl. Hey, how y'all doing? You okay? Hey, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, great. How are you? Hey. <laughs> I'm solid as Good a rock. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> And and I have a you you heard my other Coy Nicole Coy Nicole meet Daryl <laughs> a co-host of Hi Daryl how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. So Daryl, you've raised several children yourself, and you have quite a bit of experience. And you are a male, and you are of color. You actually was raised in Atlanta. You're also international. You've lived in a few different mm-hmm. countries raised your children, you've raised children that you inherited through marriage. And there's a lot of dynamics going to this and the the external pressure with technology, 
certainly has not escaped Israel. If anything, it's even more. If people probably don't know that tech, Israel is one of the tech capitals of the world. So please add to this conversation and from your viewpoint. And thank you for calling. Uh, you're quite welcome. I wanted to um, say that this is a very, very powerful uh, subject. And, and it's very near to me being a black man in this world, you all have no idea what it's like. Nobody does. Only only people know are other black men and young young son. Um I got a a real close friend of mine. Uh we went to high school together and his son served in the military and the young brother <clears throat> came back and he committed suicide. And, um, you know, you're talking about a mental health issue. Uh, you know, as a, as a brother, having lived in this world and having have dealt with the things I've dealt with, uh, I share those same sentiment with other brothers. In mental health, you have to almost be a psychological genius to pick up the signs that a person is on the edge where they're ready to go there. They're ready to give it all up. Now, you know, it, 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 ain't, it is not easy. I got six children and two grandchildren, three boys and three girls. And I always, you know, try to stay in their heads, especially the sons, because I see how things are geared against the black man. <clears throat> and whenever powerful brothers like myself begin to speak toward it, you know, we always, you know, smashed out, pushed in the corner because, yes, there is a clandestine system set up to destroy the black man because once you destroy the head, the family is easy to take out. And if you don't know that, if you want to run from it, you're going to miss one of the major, major fundamental reasons of what's happening with these brothers and young brothers being pushed off to the edge of committing suicide because you'll never know, you know. Yes, it is. It, this is a world that we're living in with a lot of different stressors, a lot of different things that we have to deal with as men, black men. And if you just look around, if you just stop, slow down and look, you'll see we're not there. There's no strong black men, powerful, good voices, intelligent, out nowhere. And you just have to stop and slow down and look. And if you're talking about really helping somebody, you got to stop and slow down and open your eyes and look and come out of your own shell sometime and consider that someone else, these brothers, are going through things that you can't even imagine. Most strong black men that I know, you don't hear them complain. 
they're doing it quietly. They don't need to be, you know, uh, always complimented, and you don't see them looking for self-assurance. But they're hurting too, you know. Uh, I can't complain because I got people depending on me. I can't show weakness because I got people coming to me. But the problems come, who do I go to? When the strong man needs help, who, do, who does he go to? When Dr. McCabe? You're using, yeah. giving everything. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. When you're using, Darryl, giving everything. Take your time, Daryl. I, I want to interject something. Um, a friend of mine named Derek Muhammad, and Derek Muhammad is a known producer here in Atlanta. Um, he um, posted he does a lot of posting. He posted something just about a week ago. I was trying to find it, and it was after Regina King's son committed suicide. So Regina King's son, the actress, committed suicide a little over a week ago, right before um, the former Miss America did. And he posted exactly what is Daryl saying. As a black man who's successful, he has children, blah, blah, blah. He's in the entertainment industry. His girlfriend's um, Karen White, a known, um, a known soulful singer. Um, he said he he said the same thing. He said, "You wonder why black men don't talk or angry." And I'm not trying to make this black and white, but if the statistics don't lie, according to these statistics, the only group that is thriving during the pandemic is white men, according to the statistics that I'm seeing. Which previously, why it's changed the flip so much is. Um, Caucasians have previously been the highest group with the highest percentage of suicide rates, but that is that switching. So he says, you wonder why they don't talk. And he said, he talked about the singer, I think it was Tyrese, who got on air when he was um, in a custody battle and he was mocked and teased. And he went through a few different celebrities and he was saying the exact same thing. So I just wanted to acknowledge that and I also wanted to acknowledge that in these statistics, remember it's saying the threat during the pandemic are children and men of color. It says black, it specifically says black men, Latino men, and um, Native American men. So, Daryl, I Can just want to, please, and anyone else who wants to say, please. And if you also have yeah. a comment, please press one. Go ahead on, Melanie. Okay. Okay, when I, just listening to Brother Daryl, it really um, it really uh, touched something in me because I was sitting here even before he came online, thinking about how uh, young men from the time from the time boys are babies, they're taught you know to by some people you know man up, stop that crying, and and and, and from the time that they're little boys. Sometimes we nurture them to, and I mean mothers and fathers, nurture them to be strong. you got to be mommy's little man, daddy's little man. And, it, and, and we encourage them to be emotionally eventually unavailable. Don't cry. Suck it up, you know. And then they grow up and they're emotionally shut down. And then we as women complain or we suffer because now we're coupled with men who are now emotionally shut down 
and then you know it 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 just it it can get worse from there. I mean, everyone is in. A, I'm not saying that they're victims. I'm just saying that it's a very very challenging place to be, and I understand because then we wonder why they become depressed, why they become angry, why they become violent, and ultimately why they turn that violence on one another and themselves. But it's, it's okay. you know it's wow. an imbalance. We just, I was just informed that we have a guest on the line. So Derek Muhammad, I just mentioned your name, the great producer Derek Muhammad. I just learned that he may be on the line. Can you please press, press one and add to the conversation? Okay. If you could press one and let us know when you're in, we would love to get your feedback because you're another gentleman. And I, I don't know if you were listening before, but the topic is um, suicide and Brother Daryl was speaking, and he's calling in from Israel, and I was quoting that you had just posted something about this. Are you there, Derek? I'm Derek Muhammad. Are you there? Hello? I don't know if he's on. Derek Muhammad, are you there? Yeah, this is Derek Muhammad. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for joining the conversation. So we have a few special guests on. Um, and I don't know if you heard about what today's topic is, but I'm talking about suicide prevention. And we have Brother Daryl on, my co-host from Israel, and I needed him to give his male perspective because just in brief, the statistics are that suicide has overall decreased and the only group that it's increased in are black males, Latino males, Native American males, and youth. Youth disturbingly between the ages of about 12 and 30 and, and even higher between those between 12 and 22. And I was saying that you had just posted something about mental health and men and why men don't say anything. And I'm looking at these statistics, and black men are very much at risk, so I wanted you to comment on that. Um, I don't know if you've met Brother Daryl before. Daryl, have you met um, Brother Darryl, Derek Muhammad? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. I no, I, so. no I, I haven't met Brother. But how you doing, beloved? How you doing, bro? Uh, I'm strong, bro. Solid as rock. I hear that. You know, the um you know, I find it to be social engineering for some reason. Cause we've been through a whole lot as a people. And if anybody is mentally dysfunctional is black folks. But we keep pressing through. But what happened was and what happened is what happened is what I believe is what's going on is the oppressor understand our rise is coming. And the youth is a big part of that. So they started opening up avenues to distract them and to make them focus on pleasure more so than principle, more so than progress. So, you know, they legalized cannabis, which cannabis is a wonderful thing, but if abused like anything else, it can put you in a state of uh, dependency. And then when you don't, have the ability or don't even know how to think your way into a solve your problems that cause a depression. And it, especially if you don't have the wisdom and knowledge and understanding how to solve your problem, you get even more and more depressed. 
So you self-medicate with weed, with pills, with alcohol, you know, and then this just the society of not having because it makes you feel like if you don't have the Gucci, you don't have the Balenciaga and all the brands that make everybody go crazy over, then you're not enough. And you couple that in with some mental abuse, child abuse, just plain up uh, oppression. I mean, it's a lot. So I've, I've seen, you know, these cases where people have won, like the girl who was a Miss America or whatever, and she jumped yeah. off the bill, which I find to be strange. I mean, you know, she couldn't do sleeping pills. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a serious death if she wasn't thrown off that thing. But that could be another conversation. Then it was a brother from The Walking Dead who committed suicide with a gun. And it's just all kinds of reports. So, who? Yeah, I've seen that. Derek Muhammad crazy and thing. Regina King's son also just did it about two weeks ago. We met right. him. So, mm-hmm. and so, so the crazy thing is, like, who is speaking to this? You know, and it becoming an epidemic like coronavirus in our community. You know, and um, I know a brother in the nation, his daughter uh, had uh, committed suicide, and I'm I'm, I'm tripping off of this. So, you know, we got to do some self-help, and we got to check. But I'm going to tell you this story. A friend of mine last week, I'm in Orlando, he tell me his wife is a photographer. So she tells she tells this woman at her church who had a bald head, real distinguished-looking woman, she said, you know, I would love to take a picture of you. Can I just take a picture of you? It won't cost you nothing. I just want to take a picture of you. So she takes the picture of the woman. After the photo shoot is over, she sends the woman the package. The woman calls her crying. She thinks she did something wrong to the woman. The woman says to her, I was been thinking about killing myself for two weeks, and then when mm. I saw your photograph, you showed me the God in me. And and I, I when he said it, my breath went away. Mm. You know, my breath went away, man. So that's so much, I mean, underlining causes. That's the reason why you're right. We have to have some uh, mental checkups with people in and let people know you love them. But I'm going to tell you this, anybody who out there, if you're thinking about doing that because you feel bad or feel sorry for yourself, if you love anybody, your children, your mama, your friends, your whatever you got, family, do be selfish and not do it because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Tell them how you feel because you leave a lot of people back to carry that burden that we wish we would have been able to talk you out of. But we wish we would have gave you some special attention and let you know how much we care about you and how special you are because that is a permanent solution for it. Or a temporary problem. That's all I have to say right now. You know what? I really appreciate you um, calling in, and we're going to be doing a special on this. I may even have an hour and a half special next week because we're almost out of time. So, Derek, I need you. I'm putting you on the spot on the line. I need you to be able to just give me a whole show. Can you do that within the next couple of weeks? A <laughs> couple weeks. Not next week, but a couple weeks, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. You all heard it (laughs) live. And with that being said, I want to go around the table because we only have a few minutes left that our goals 
very quickly. I'm also definitely going to have Coy Nicole back on, and I may just have you on next week as well because I wanted to talk more about what you do in this wonderful book that you've written because everyone on the line right now has a specialty about them that directly addresses mental health. With that being said, I'm going to do Dr. McCabe's R&R. Now, I'm saying this from life experience. There is a reason why the category isn't affecting people of a certain age, at least women of color, as much. And I could give you zillion reasons from natural childbirth. I was reading something on natural childbirth, and it said, let's just say the human body can withstand at its max level before it dies, like 15 units of pain. When a woman has natural childbirth, it goes to about 27. So with that being said, after having three kids natural childbirth, I feel I could speak on this a little bit. It's not about the pressure that you're under. It's not about what's changing. It's all about your consciousness and where you're at. So for Dr. McCabe's R&R, I want to give just one or two quick tips on how to get yourself out of that, how to raise your consciousness. So I call it because it becomes a state of being. So if you're depressed, it's all about your inner conversation. Everyone has inner conversation. It's all about your inner conversation. So if you're saying, I'm nobody, I'll never succeed, or whatever it is, I'll never adjust, or some people say, I'm fat, I'm ugly. Whatever it is, I'll never get there. Who am I? Or I'll get caught. It may be something that you've done that you feel guilty about. Whatever it is, the key is to snap yourself out of that state. You hear me talk about power versus force quite a bit. Once you stay in a state too long, it becomes your whole vibration, and you have to only attract those things to you. One of the best things that I found in my reality in dealing with things that were very psychologically and mentally difficult for me to pass out of the state, whether it was a state of anger, but definitely out of that state of depression of which I have experienced much, one of the best things I found that worked was meditation, and not just mm, meditation. I found that um, high vibrational sound, um, 528 megahertz, I would say, is the best, 528 megahertz. 528 megahertz is the frequency that most of the planet vibrates on. So whether you know it or not, all 8 billions of your cells have a response to that. And just to sit, sitting up, just sit, sit wherever you're at. You can YouTube 528 megahertz and just sit. And the mind will go crazy. It'll start going crazy. All you got to do is keep listening and excuse the thoughts. I found it to be extremely beneficial in changing the state, and particularly those states of depression where it seems like no answer. So now because we only have five minutes left, I want to quickly go around the board. I'm going to go um, to Miss Coy Nicole first, and then I'm going to do Melanie, Derek, and then Daryl. So if you could please um, give your comments. Miss Coy Nicole, could you please at least let us know where we could get this wonderful book and um, give us a, a few words for about one minute? Absolutely. So you can um, go to Amazon, uh, and you can uh, look up my name there. My name is Coy Nicole. Um, my book is called The Phoenix Awakens. You can also go to thephoenixawakens.com. Um, you can join me on social media, Instagram, and you can get, send me a message, and I can give you more information. One thing that I will end and say is that all of those people who usually 
make a choice like that, feel high pressure at some point, whether it's women, male, whatever, the ethnic background, they feel like they are at a place where they're held to an accountability that they just cannot withstand. So a lot of times those strong people, we got to make sure, like he said, that we are loving on them and making sure that uh, they know that they are cared about. So I know that all of us have, you know, that place where we're like, ugh, you know, but a lot of times it's not wanting to look bad or where people think you are. And everyone needs to know that you are loved and there is someone to help you through that situation. I absolutely love that comment. Thank you so much for that. With that, I'm going to give another short little commercial. One of the things that has saved my sanity in many cases in my reality over three countries and marriages and seemingly impossible situations, all the way to a lot of people don't even know I was somewhat homeless at the time, was my ability to just forget everything and everybody. It doesn't matter. I don't care what it is, what it looked like. The the one thing I was blessed to do is just go out in nature. I don't care what it is. As long as it's the outside and there's some air, I go find a tree and I go walk. And I may have had to do it for months out of the time to raise myself up out of something to the point where it actually began a creative, began to be a creative cure. So I'm a, a big believer in um, connecting with nature. So next we'll have, and again, um, Koi will talk later, but I would love to have you on, back on the show next week so we can focus on what you're doing more because it's a great benefit to all. Melanie, can you please bless us with your professionalism? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. McCabe, great minds truly think alike. I was sitting here thinking about how uh, adopting behaviors that help you to regain control of your mind is important. I'm very uh, solution-focused. We know the problems. I like to throw some solutions out there. So make sure you adopt behaviors that help you to regain control of your mind. Avoid behaviors that offer up control of your imagination. That's what what I was talking about earlier, about the Internet and all those games and movies and, I mean, in in excess. And um, one of the the tools that I love to use, and you said it, was mindfulness, but not the meditation, because it's not just meditation. It's a way of moving through the world and being present, and it can be done in many different ways. So... um, that's all I would have to say, and I would just want to say that, um, brothers, we love you. We are with you. We see you. We see you. Um, again, my name is Melanie Fitch, and uh, my email address is wellmel7 at gmail.com if anyone needs to contact me after this. But I am open, you know, for discussion about that. And um, I'm really happy that you're talking about this today, Dr. McCabe. Very, We're very doing close a subject, very close to my heart. Just, yeah, I just decided a special next week. Guys, we got about a minute and a half left. Derek Muhammad, on, please give us a couple words. Okay, you know, I, I'm honored to be here. I just want to let everybody know love on each other, but most of all, love yourself. Self-preservation, first law of nature. And you can find me on Instagram at Derek M D E R R I C K M or my website is Derek M Muhammad M U H A M M A D dot com. And you are such a great producer, say two weeks, so we hold him to that. Thank you so much, brother. We all love right. you much. And last but certainly not least, calling all the way from Israel, my dear friend and co host Daryl. Daryl, please close us out. 
in the in the end, no matter <clears throat> what you may think, it's really not that bad. It's really, you know, I I understand, been there, done that. But the truth of the matter, it is really not that bad. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody pressed one, and it's it's likely that they will give us about one more minute. So if you're nine seven two three eight eight and you pressed one, just say something. But I'm going to invite you back to come on next week for the hour and a half special. Is the person who pressed one nine seven two three eight eight on? Yes, ma'am. How you doing, Doctor McCabe? Peace and blessings to everybody on the platform. How you doing? Hey, who is this? Victor Shack. The Shack. The Shack. Hey, give us a few um, words from a male perspective, and it cuts. And if it cuts you off, I want all the men to know on this line that we are not cutting you off. We have to do this and come back together as a family and support system. So please give us a few words, Shaq. Thank you for calling in. All right. First of all, I'm gonna say it is highly mm-hmm. important for this show, Doctor the Doctor McCable show, coming from a so-called black man to see somebody that looks like me. That can't that I came from. That talk about these issues and every other thing uh, issue that you have on your show. I just want to say it is important for these shows, so we can and we need to have our more children, more more youth on these shows and tune in into these shows. Um, so because they are the future, we can have these discussions among us adults. That's cool, but we have children and youth because they're attacking them. Um, yeah. You know this system is attacking them, so. So, I respect Shaq, the show. I, I love it. I try to everything. Okay. Thank you so much, and thank you for identifying it. Um, I, I really appreciate that. And, yes, we do need the male presence very much here. Our men need to know that we love them most, much and that we walk hand in hand together. And with that, I want to thank you for being a part and even for being born in such a fantastic time. Remember that this is a time of great change. But a time of great change is a really good thing. So we're here to help each other, lift each other up, and create the wonderful realities that we can all exist. I want to thank you. Peace, blessings, and love in this 2022. You are living in the age of the Aquarius. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career 
where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.